0: Log Talk Radio. First, there was a dream. Now, there is reality.
1: Who is number one?
2: Africa's reascension. Is
0: number one?
2: Your no, right, great, great great grandfather
0: Still, my great great grandfather.
1: The African- place, my grandmother,
2: and your father soul. African-
1: he did lie and my father. African- what kind of a fool would I have to be to say, come, my friend, to the
3: white African- It's not enough for us to show how we were decultured during the diaspora, and slavery, and so forth. It's very important for us to understand how we were recultured and reorganized we are not uncultured simply because we don't have African culture you see we have been what? recultured and rearranged and restructured you see and we must understand in depth how that restructuring took place
1: and how it expresses
3: itself you know in the way we relate to each other you see because it is this reculturation ultimately that means we must do what? we must reconstruct we must tear down. We must remove outside of ourselves. So it's not enough to say what we have been asking as a people. How African culture was taken away from our people. But we must come to understand how we have been newly created by another people. And how does that new creation under their power Represents itself In our personalities And in our social lives In the way we think In the way we behave In the way we perceive the world In the way we relate to each other In the whole day Because it's with that understanding That you design an educational curriculum For
1: African children The way the system of European control works Is that you have to accept A concept of reality Which makes them Period.
2: If you deny that, their thing will not work,
0: and they will
2: lose their control. The white male offspring understood that if we continue to practice our culture, that's when we always overthrew them anytime they invaded our country. Africa's reascension. poo. Yimhotep, Hotep, Indamana, Indamanesh, Nangadeth, Maduro, Kopango, Kedu, Majro, Habargani, Salbona, Ani Sogoma, Peace, War, War. War! And African greetings, family. You've been at Africa's Reascension, and this is your host, Kamal Mukasey-Tahouvi. We'll start off this show as usual with an apai or libation which deliberately calls upon the energies of our African gods, our African spirit forces, and the forces of those yet born to guide and bless this endeavor. I go, I go, I go. O de Markamani, yame yame why? Treaty of Hull, Baba Lisa, Holy Rome. Amen, amen it. Beji inside.
3: Asasia inside. A basoon inside. A bassoon pole
2: inside. Then the surgery inside. Then the insecure one inside. Then the Kofi inside a rain, on a rain, on a rain. a inside,
1: and a inside. I
3: will
1: see.
2: Mochuba shango, Mochuba Oya Mochuba oshum, Ancha herek, Jehut Ancha herek, Asar, Ancha herek, Segment. Nana no mensa man, Mensa, Mensa fo abasua file, Mensa, Abasua, Abasua file, Mensa. ahu. Ishrimo and Chera. Ishrimo and Sikapa. Ishrimo and Kwasu. Ishrimo and Kwasu, Abasua Fowl. Yay and Kwasu. As to Odomakaman and Yame and Yamewa, Mabulisa, Olo Room, Amen, Amenet, Katuaka. Use me and this form to transmit clear, African-centered, theoretical, and practical information. So those listening can use it for their own transformation back into the sovereign Africans they once were. May I speak directly to their sumsu, their spirit, their Ori, their Okra, and Okrawa, their spiritual head, and their Ab, the heart, which for Kemet was the seat of intelligence. And may these words awaken the long dormant and asleep African inside of them. Kum Achiwarefo Yina O Kum Orofo Yena O Kum Achiwarefo Yena O Medaspa Medasibio Mol mone no 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 the higher libation is an ancient practice that is still done to this nanosecond in all rural traditional areas throughout the continent, past, present, future become one as those of tomorrow look upon what we are doing now, enjoying strength from and uh
1: yesterday.
2: pre-recorded broadcast here at Africa's Reascension. Please check out the book that is emptying black churches nationwide. The book that has been the religion and spirituality top five bestseller for over six months and was number one for the month of January 2016 Gregorian calendar. How to make a Negro Christian at www.lulu.com slash Kamau kamau 301. Again, and that's How to Make a Negro Christian at lulu.com slash Kamau, K-A-M-A-U, 301. After this musical selection, we will return to our program. Color me soft, or, uh, yeah. color me frost, uh color me soft, uh Color
4: me soft, yeah, yeah. same hey. damn song, uh. That's a wax, 55 high, full of tracks. You can't be beats from way back. Way back. Pay for play, only way to get them platinum Clear the racks, job is slopping you for tax. Robbery, A and all snobbery, shit is killing me softly with that same damn song. Making folks dumb in the summer, uh. a bummer. When they shot Willie in that Hummer. Uh. Keep it simple, stupid means numbers. Payola, doe, ride, ride on no black radio, radio running on empty, help go the desperado. So I bomb the of the Negros who pray the cash flow. I pray no info to the mass, they shake their asses, no clue, but I can't get my shit up into you. Crayola with that same same old shit. Crayola Crayola. with that play player
1: shit. Crayola Crayola. with that kid crayon shit. Crayola Crayola. with the most spray on hit. Crayola with that same same old shit. Crayola.
4: Can't stop me, i been vendetta, to make the whole game better, they get the cheddar, all I got is a fucking letter, what I owe, what am I, another number in a row, I they don't leave? know, Trying to see them go like dominoes, about time, cause they endorse the crime Dibble, up in the rhyme, Dibble. got these new souls control going out of their mind, miss what I say, cause they don't even own their own head, hey. go on, hey. go all, I forgot to make robots out of some of y'all, today all fucked up, ways must fall, Today is up against the wall Misled in the head Fucked by yeah, quiet fuck songs and I love got him, yeah. stalls, Nodding heads too hollow Forgotten tomorrow Swallowing all that shit that's shallow kill the Give game. the baby anything the baby wants But that's how the back Get us up in them caskets Woo. Try to get me where they want me Before some of them jump me Go tell them I'm a starter rebellion Educate the felons easy on, yeah, but yeah, so tell me, what the fuck am I yelling, no telling, you got them artists and artificials, if it ain't right, I don't give a damn if it's selling, Recruits chasing and racing for that loop Using, using, loop, so I salute my troops. I don't socialize, I mingle, fuck the promotionals You know what, run. and that goddamn single And the marketing team, for that matter, it don't matter DJ's getting jobs with time on the platter yeah. I ain't gotta be high to jack, so I hijack yeah. FM radio, FM, turn it around, motherfuckers Guys yeah. to niggas, queens uh, to bitches uh-huh. Race against time, see them all running for the rich. Uh, Everything had its chance Last day Something changed like them weather forecast <laughs> Funny I shit don't last
2: Uh, we have Kamal Mackayse Tehudi delivering a presentation called The Uses and Misuses of Education, presented at San Diego State University. The quote that I'm using is coming from another reference. He defines education as the ritualized reaffirmation of the national identity, it is anchored in the real and idealized history of a people. The nation's education is shaped and given strength by the cultural and ideological assumptions, dynamics, values, priorities, and goals of the nation. Now, in this powerful quote, one can determine easily whose nation and culture presently dominates the educational system. Europeans. This The system reaffirms European values, European identity, their culture, their history, the people, (laughs) all of that. But it mainly reaffirms European thought. And this is a common theme that I'm coming back to. This is what I placed on the board. Now, that in itself is okay. Every particular nation's education should do that for that particular cultural group. So it's okay for the Europeans to do that. However, they decided to go around the world and push their way of life onto everybody else and and usurp a whole African cultural group and displace them in this barren wasteland we now call America with the Maafa. Now, the Maafa not only provided free labor for the Europeans, as um, um, Dr. Thomas points out in the book, but more detrimentally, It created a transformation of consciousness. A transformation of consciousness. One that, and it happened to African people all over the world, and what it essentially did and is doing is it changed us from culturally African people to culturally European people. Mainly by thought, because we get caught up in the hair, in the clothes, in the language, in the mate choices, and that's important. But you can get rid of all of that. You can have the braids and speak Swahili and dress in the attire and have um, a black spouse, but if your thought is rooted in European thought, then you're still not all the way back to the African core, which I'll speak to in a minute. Now, after they brought us over here, And like I said, they wanted to figure out after the emancipation freed us from the physical brutality, Europeans had to decide, well, what are we going to do with this surplus of Negroes? G. Woodson talks about this in the book, The Education of the Negro, which preceded this one. And he talks about how the first real educators to take up the work of enlightening the American Negroes were the clergymen. Who were interested in propagandizationizing the gospel among the heathens to the new world and they did it so much that it became a device for bringing blacks into the church and their education was too much dominated by religion Re- the, the teaching of the religious ideology helped to sever the African ties with themselves and help put them in a Modality, a mode of thought of Europeanists. So not only did they throw them in the schools, which helped to de-Africanize the Africans, they also gave them a foreign doctrine that we still practice today called the Bible. Um, as stated earlier, this early indoctrination into European thoughts. Shipped away at the inherent Africanness and methodically replaced it with Europeanness. This, this became manifest in African cultural making decisions, cultural decision making processes. For example, we're here in America and we seem to be stuck in the polarity of Democrat or Republican. One, because we're housed in European thought. And by being that, they have defined those two parties or those two as as the only possible solutions to the process. So if you are stuck in their modality, then that's all you see. But if you get back to the African core, there may be a plethora of different solutions to get yourself out of the situation. Now, going back to um, Brother Koto's definitions, like I've been saying, and I have to keep reiterating, Africans were reaffirmed in the national identity of Europeans. Africans were acculturated with European history, culture, values, and thoughts. But now, without saying it, It simultaneously deculturalized us from our Africanness, from our national identity as an African cultural group, and we were taught to deny our African history, culture, spirituality, and etc. Coming from the great Carter G. Wilson, when a Negro has finished his education in our schools, then he has been equipped to begin the life of an Americanized or Europeanized white man. By the continual um, inundation of European education, A represents the African core. When they brought us over, they placed us under the first layer of Europeans. As the generations kept going and going in, we didn't put anything in place to counteract the European system. The layers continued to grow and continue to grow until we've moved so far away from the African core, some of us deny its existence. But I'll get into that in a minute. Now see, what's key about this is that if one wants to achieve mental health, it's not about accepting the layers of Europeanness. It's not about coping with the layers of Europeanness. Mental health orientation starts when you consciously attempt to remove the layers of Europeanness in an attempt to return to the African core. Education plays a large role in either adding to the layers or detracting from the layers. It's up to the educators and yourselves to make that decision. Now, this explains then and now how the Africans were educated by the Europeans. Now, we talk about America. as a great multicultural society, blah, blah, blah. Multicultural by Skin Coloration and Cultural Expressions Only. When one delves into the cultural thought process of America, one finds out that it's very monolithic. Um, Kobe Cambone has an excellent article in here, and I want to give a definition of what I just sta- stated. The basic ideological and philosophical character of American society is essentially defined by the European worldview. This is because the European-American community effectively controls all of the basic institutions which formally define the American social reality. The basic philosophy, values, customs, and standards inherent in the European worldview form the core or frame of reference for the American social reality. The American social cultural reality then is Eurocentric in its basic nature. European people, their history, philosophy, culture, etc. are pushed out as the center of the universe. To the extent that the European-American community effectively controls American society, it has also been able to superimpose its worldview onto non-European communities. Now, some people might be saying, come on, we know all that. We know all that. But I'm not sure that Africans fully understand its effects on the consciousness, on your individual consciousness, how... I don't know if we fully understand the effects of how it, it, it makes us look at the world, and I'm not sure if we fully understand the mindset that we are using when we're making the decisions. So let's talk about some of the effects. What is, education should show one how to better themselves and better their cultural group? Education should answer and give viable solutions to that cultural group's problems. African people at this point in history got more psychologists, sociologists, business workers, construction workers, educators, Ph.D.s, M.A.s, degrees up the... We got all of that, yet we have not made significant changes to the collective condition of African people. 44% of African people can't read. The majority of us are still below the poverty line. We have a large percentage of African people who are homeless. large percentage of African people who are homeless. Um, How come all of this education that we are getting hasn't answered those problems and answered those questions? So we really have to take a look at is this educational system really educating African people? I would pose it no. For the simple fact, no. Yeah, I will say no, but I want to give you an example. Based on the education that we're getting now and based on where our mentality is, if European people cut off all water, gas, and electricity services, if they cut off all job opportunities tomorrow, what could the collective African population do about it? Nothing. Nothing. I don't know of any African water companies, African gas companies, African electric companies, I don't know African people who got factories who are employing us on a large scale. So to me, and from the other authors that I've read, the education that we seem to get educates us into a dependency on European people for our very existence. Real and true education. <laughs> Educa- Real and true education educates us on how to be self-sufficient, self-individually and self-collectively. At this moment, I want to play a two-minute excerpt from one powerful, dynamic African-centered sister who is the authoress of this work entitled "Urugu: An African-centered Critique of European Cultural Thought and Behavior."
1: At the same time, there was the breaking of the will. So there was uh, cultural violence, I call it, you know, in the book, as well as the physical violence, which was very important. We came to a period
2: in which we mistakenly thought we were free. We now are a point of liberation-minded Africans and movements, everyone in this room has been over inundated with Frederick Douglass, W.B. the Boys, Martin Luther King, NAACP, Nelson Mandela. Yes, I put them there too, ANC, etc. <laughs> While there is a relative hush or a European-conceived slant. On Marcus Garvey, David Walker, Martin Delaney, pre-Civil War, Buchman of the Haitian Revolution. Some of y'all might not even heard of him except for this book, but that was that brother, Malcolm X, etc. We've been told about the Civil Rights movements and integration, while consciously, consciously steered away from the Black Power movement and the groups that Brother Kali talked about. Distortion number three. African educators parrot their European masters with the constant drumming of Africans sold Africans into slavery. Mm. This is a fact, yes, and more information is coming out about it every year. It must be discussed because if one person helped and let them in, they got to be handled. However... Let's just look at population size for a minute. Now, according to the World Bank, their statistics on our um, birth rate and, and, and a rough estimate of the population during that time. There was roughly about 500 million Africans on the continent around that time. And that, that population number has pretty much stayed consistent even to this day. Right now they're almost hitting 800 million as of the latest World, World Bank stats. Let's take 1% of that number. You got 5 million people that helped. What in the world were the other 495 million people doing on the continent? They were resisting. They were living their lives, and they was recuperating from the horror. And it's funny that these educators who keep drumming that make it seem like that number is a lot bigger than roughly 1%. They make it seem like it was 20%, half the continent. Everybody named Mama was running around trying to get somebody to sell them into slavery when that was not the case. We do not deny the reality. However, it should not be over inundated. And when it is, that is because, in my theory, that the African educator who holds that position is suffering from a transformation or Europeanization of consciousness and are attempting to apologize for white supremacy. They should ask themselves, if European people don't even create the system in the first place, the ma'afa doesn't even happen. Mm -hmm. Lastly, mentally incarcerated African educators regurgitate the European myth that we are not African people. Ever since we became educated in America, there have been people who told us to look back to the glory of our African past, and that's where you'll find your solutions. Marcus Garvey, David Walker, Martin Delaney, George Padmore, Prince Hall, Baron P. V. Vasti of Haiti, Hosea Easton. A plethora of African centered scholars, including Shankanta Dia, the brother that we read. Another good book on the topic that I'm speaking of is The Cultural Unity of Black Africa. That's one book that should dispel the myth that we're not African. The Another book that could dispel that is The African Personality in America by Kobe Campbell. Another book that can dispel that is from the sister, Let the Circle Be Unbroken, uh, Maremba Ani. Those are three very excellent texts that should put beyond a reasonable shadow of a doubt who we are as a historical people. Professor Diop, in that particular text, Culture Unity of Black Africa, tells us that if we are to identify with ourselves, we must go back to our most remote past. Distorted African educators do one of two things. Either A, they get stuck in America, i.e. Black History Month, or B, they, stay, they deal with Africa on a superficial, European-derived, detached level. It's It serves European interests to keep African people in the diaspora not connecting with the continent. They can continue to exploit the resources and keep getting richer. Zaire has the number one cobalt deposit in the world. South Africa has very large gold and diamond deposits. For a long time, the European monetary system was based on the gold from South Africa. Yo, home and mine. Nigeria has one of the largest light crude oil deposits in the world. The shell is pimping them and us out of. But 44% of our people can't read. Large portions of our people are in poverty, under the poverty line. We got to check that and look at that. One of our eminent scholars, Dr. John Henry Clark, has touched on this subject. The Africans living in the Western Hemisphere should be sensitive to the fact that the slave ships coming from Africa to the so-called New World brought no West Indians, no black Americans, no South Americans. They brought African people who had to adjust to the conditions where the slave ships dropped them off at. It is by sheer accident that some Africans away from home are called Jamaicans, some are called Trinidadians, Barbadians, and some are even called African-Americans. They are all African people reacting to different forms of oppression. Once we can understand that, then maybe we can start answering some of the solutions, answering some of the questions to the problems that pervade us. But since this is Malcolm's Month, I'd be berifting my ancestral duty if I didn't add him into this. So, going to add him in the next
1: time?
2: Yes. To the same degree that your understanding of and attitude towards Africa become more positive, your understanding of and attitude towards yourself will also become more positive. Because you can't hate the roots of the tree and not hate the tree. You can't hate your origins and not end up hating yourself. And this is what the white man knows. This is a quote. This is why he put so much time, energy, and money into the distorted African educators, that's my addition there, in making you hate Africa. In conclusion, African people have had their historical continuity disrupted by Europeans and their creation of the Maafa process. African people were brought over here as free labor, but also as a philanthropic experiment. It was decided to educate the savage Africans in the ways of the civil, in quotes, Europeans. The experiment worked better than expected. Not only has that education not shown us how to be self-sufficient and non-dependent on the Europeans, but it has also created a cadre of highly educated Africans who continue to perpetuate the great European lie. African people would be nothing without the Europeans. I want to end on two quotes from Dr. Chancellor Williams and Dr. Bobby Wright, and then I'll show a clip from Sankofa, and I'll be done. The whites must truly feel a sense of pride in seeing this Negro leadership so clearly validate their own beliefs in white superiority. Here we have within the race an intolerable situation of an anti-black group proclaiming the race's inherent inferiority more effectively than white people ever could simply because they got black skin. And the last quote, the highly educated Negro does not think for themselves and highly educated is in quotes. If the highly educated Negro will forget most of the untrained theories taught to him or her in school if he or she could see through the propaganda which has been instilled into their minds under the pretext Of education, if she would follow along with her own people and begin to sacrifice for their uplift. If the highly educated Negro would do these things, she could solve some of the problems confronting the African race. At this moment, I would like to play a small segment from an excellent movie, Sankofa, and in ending, no matter what you call yourself, this clip should demonstrate how they really see. It.
1: No, you should keep your mouth and set it up for them. For them, for have them. It's not the slam It's not the slam I'm not आ आ आ आ आ आ आ आ आ आ आ
2: In my experience, a lot of the educators from all different schools, different states, they are themselves rooted in and, show, and, and, and showered with these particular layers because they, they went through the same education system we're going through and a lot of information that's out now wasn't out then. And I also see a large amount of resistance to, to change because on the videotape that by Anisha going she says that people her age are not, particularly the people to define the force of the movement because they still have to deal with the crust of Europeanness. This is why she um, focuses on younger people because hopefully they are more close to the African center and haven't been laden with as much Europeanness. You are listening to a pre-recorded broadcast here at Africa's Reascension. Please check out the book that is emptying black churches nationwide. The book that has been the religion and spirituality top five bestseller for over six months and was number one for the month of January 2016 Gregorian calendar. How to Make a Negro Christian at www.lulu.com slash Kamau K-A-M-A-U 30. Again, that's How to Make a Negro Christian at lulu.com slash Kamau, K-A-M-A-U, 301. After this musical selection, we will return to our program. Ah,
4: Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? People running on empty. Rock the 50 outside 2001 on the side of the sun. People running on empty. Rock the 50 outside 2001 on the side of the sun. People running on empty. Rock the 50 outside 2001 on the side of the sun yeah hey God Tumbling, here it go rumbling, cute solutions, honey they pollute the future, got me thinking of a new thing, with computer souls, control by confusion, you be coming, while the world around you crumbling, think it's funny, bunch of crash test dummies, all this shit, me thinking of my money, this is a up. force all the pages of the US
1: dollar, ain't worth what it's printed on, backed by the Pentagon, sounds like Babylon, so I back...
2: the African personality in America for the Pan-African Association of America. Thank you. What I'm going to attempt to do is uh, go through a general chapter-by-chapter um, chapter synopsis of the text, so we can get a general idea of what's in the book. Um uh, Yeah, the the added page for tenure would be corresponding with chapter five. The, the that diagram pretty much sums up all of chapter five. Uh, but the Kobe Cambone is a professor of psychology and chairman of the psychology department down at um Florida, AMU. And he put this text together 93. Um, The eight chapters of the book include the worldviews paradigm on the legitimacy of cultural differences. Um, Chapter two is African-centered versus non-African-centered approaches to the study of the African personality. Chapter three is the nature of the African personality. Um, Chapter four, African personality structure and basic traits. Chapter 5, African personality development. Chapter 6, African personality and mental health in American society. Chapter 7, the African self-consciousness scale and related research findings. And Chapter 8, reclaiming our Africanity applications, practical applications of African self-consciousness theory. Um, Before I even get started, I want to... First, read just two of the reviews of the book from um, two authors that we, um, that most of the people I see in the audience are familiar with Um, Dr. Amos Wilson and then Loremba Ani. Dr. Amos Wilson had to say about the book. The African Personality in America by Kobe Cambon provides a groundbreaking approach to the study of the African personality, its nature, and development. Mr. Cambon's African self-consciousness theory and African self-consciousness skill are monumental contributions to African psychology and to the science of psychology in general. His book should be read by all Africans in search of self-knowledge. Now, Sister Maroon even took it a step further. Using the African worldview, Cambon establishes the context for the identification of African illness functioning within European consciousness and African mental health, African self-consciousness. But he doesn't stop with the pathology or cultural misorientation, and we'll get into that. Rather, he presents us with a healing formula for African people, which involves African rituals, rites of transformation, and nation-building. This book, written with the genius of Africa, brings us ancestral vision. It is bold, thorough, and prescriptive. Cambon's clarity of perspective gives us the courage to be uncompromisingly African-centered. So with that, uh, the basic premise of the book, as he states, is to put forth the fact that we are still Africans, even though we are in America, and he goes through a systemic process to show us this. Um, the, the The first quote on our sheet from page eighty five sums up um, a large part of the book. He states that um, we are still Africans, where, wherever we are wherever we reside on the continent. But since we've been so tormented by the conditions that we're in, it mainly expresses itself on an unconscious level. And I guess that would tie in with what Sister Laverne said as far as the say in the memory. Ourselves know that we're still African, um, even though we might not express it on a conscious level. Um, Now, part of the reason why we don't know that we're still African is the second quote. Um, from page 14, and he flatly states, and he's to some degree um, re-expressing the words of Carter um, G. Woodson, the African in America operates and functions in a mentally disordered state on a daily basis engendered by white supremacy domination over our African cultural reality here in America. And he continues on, and he lets us know that it's not only the genocidal and homicidal African that, that's um, involving in black-on-black violence and doing that type of stuff, but the Africans who are also suffering from this are your average Joe Blow, Joe Blow African, the hard-working, bills-paying, family-oriented, church-going, apple pie-eating, you and me Africans. So that pretty much covers the general um, African population there. So, Chapter 1, The World's View Paradigm. What he does in Chapter 1 is he legitimates the fact that each cultural group, based on their specific and intimate interaction with the universe, will um, come up with different ways of relating to that universe. Um, and, and chapter one alone can dispel the myth of universality and everybody's the same and equal. Um, it should go without saying. Japanese people have a particular way of relating with the world and the universe, Chinese people, and subsequently for us, Europeans and Africans. Um, the worldview system naturally evolves through and reinforces the survival maintenance of the culture. And, and to elephant back again off of what Laverne said, one key premise throughout the book is he, he brings us back to if we were in our natural and normal state. Um, European psychology focuses on abnormality while the um, African-centered approach focuses on normality. Um, as as Larry Makbar says, he doesn't come to the table automatically thinking that um, African people are messed up. Um, if you come to the table with that, then you're dealing with a deficiency model. African people um, come from the idea that we, we started out correct, something happened that made us crazy and we need to understand both what made us crazy and how we were before to really get at the crux of what's going on. And So over and over again constantly in the book he uses the phrase under normal and natural conditions. Um, And and, and that really should be central as we um, go through these um, interest points within the book. And then we go a little bit further down. He defines what worldview system is. The worldview determines our definitions, our concepts, and our values, Um, whether we even know about it or not, whether we are conscious of it or not. Um, and we acquired a worldview orientation through um, biogenetic and geohistorical conditions and our socio-cultural indoctrination into our culture. Now, that's a whole bunch of big words. It's just saying based on your particular environment, where you're at, um, the history that you've dealt with, with yourself and other people, um, your interactions with the universe and, and nature, all of that determines your worldview. And and the enslavement process did not totally wipe that out because once again it's in ourselves and now we just have to become re become conscious of that. And so chapter one really goes in depth <coughs> depth with um pushing that forward. And then of course he talks about the Diop two cradle theory where he um explicitly lays out um, different characteristics of the African of the southern cradle and the European of northern cradle um, Europeans are more patrilineal we're more matrilineal um, Europeans have a system um, of the concept of original sin. African people have the concept of um, divinity and perfectibility within each individual um, and he goes on and on and talks about that and so that the the crux, pretty much, of Chapter 1. He's pushing forward the worldview paradigm, and it's natural if a European person is operating out, out of a European mindset, and it's also equally natural for an African person to operate out of their African mindset. Chapter 2 goes into African-centered versus non-African-centered approaches to the study of African personality. Um, There are roughly three um, approaches to looking at the African. You have the African-centered approach, of course. You have the, as he calls it, of course, the European approach, but then you also have this, this funny middle-of-the-road type of approach, or transracial or, or the universal approach. And he goes into and he talks about all three. Um, the African approach is, of course, based on Ma'at, dynamic cosmic balance and human nature unity. Um, as you see with Chapter 2, the African worldview comes from the assumption of positive energy. It comes from the assumption of a proactive thrust, and it comes from the assumption of normality. It's emphasizing normalness. Um, Both of the non-African-centered theories come from a negative energy base. It's mainly reactive. You are because you're reacting to something, and it's based off of abnormality. Um, We don't look at you because something's wrong with you, and they don't really have any model for correct or, or correct um, behavior, um, and then the types you see. You have your purely Eurocentric, then you have your diffuse or pseudo African center. Now, what he defines as pseudo African center would be best labeled as your pro Black in the sense of that there was a time within psychology, Black psychology, African psychology, where um, people were just happy um wrapping up Freud in some kente cloth <laughs> or or giving giving Carl Jung a little pimp strut. That would be your pseudo African centered approach. Um and and it it was as as um Brother Zebo in another text as he intimates that was a necessary step. You had to at least move from the European to some semblance of of identifying with black in, in some sense. And now That next step is where um, a lot of psychologists are still afraid to go, completely breaking from the European world view and European diagnosis of Africans and going to an African-centered basis of, of that. And the goals are stated there. Now, he also talks about... We even have to be careful what we call um, the African-centered approach. So he lays out four specific criteria, uh, four critical assumptions. This is on the next page that have to be involved in the African-centered approach for it to be considered authentically African. And, and these four are interesting, and of course they may be up to debate, but. Um, we, we, we have to have these discussions. The first assumption that the african approach should have is the, that personality, the African personality is primarily biogenetically innately determined phenomena, which in some respects defies social environmental forces. What that's saying is, and, and we'll get more into it in Chapter 3, there is a part of the African personality that is above and beyond um, social and environmental forces. There is an unexplainable, unchangeable, immutable force within African people that helps to define our existence. And You can't measure it, you can't put it on a glass, and you can't find it in a test tube, but that is one of the general, that is one of the specific, um, assumptions and that's the first assumption that has to be made within an African center analysis of the African personality. Um, and we would term that that um immutable innate thing as spirit and like I said we'll get into that a little bit later. This approach assumes that the personality is primarily or deeply rooted intra psychic phenomenon which is composed of outside stuff and it can't totally be separated. Now for people who are within um who under who have to deal with European psychology, they have a peculiar notion of this individual. The and, and the individual can solely exist without any connection with the the whole rest of the universe without the whole rest of people and everything. And and as Amos talks about and as Brother Cambone and his books talk about, that is fallacious. <laughs>
1: the
2: the whole concept of individual can't even be understood outside of a collective concept. You can't even talk about an individual. I mean the and yeah, Amos gives a better example. He says the best way you could talk about an individual is somebody that's just out in space or just out on the planet all by themselves with no other life. But then, what's the point of life? Mm-hmm. So the fact that we even have language denotes that we are um, cultural and communal being, and and so that totally throws this whole European notion of the individual out the water. So assumption two. Is real critical. You can't separate it. You have to look at the personality um, from its inside and its connected from the outside. And then part three, number three, that's reemphasized again. Personality is essentially a social or collective phenomenon, and it can't even be conceptualized outside of that context. And then part f- number four, the fourth critical assumption, is that the personality is defined by wait, wait. the approach assumes that the personality of biogenetic or racial types defines different natures of personality having their own unique and distinct set of psychological and behavioral traits. Number four is done pretty much to throw out the, the, the notion that there's a universal personality and everybody can fit under that assumption. No, going back in with number one, based on your specific and intimate and, and, and we're going to hear those terms again and again, specific and intimate relationship with the universe, with other people, um, with your environment that denotes your personality and that, that denotes a part of your personality. And so depending upon those relationships will determine how um, the personality is constructed. And so those are four basic assumptions that an African centered theory dealing with the African personality have to set forth in its genesis to to fully be African-centered as posed by Brother Cambon. Part Chapter 3, The Nature of the African Personality. It's here where he starts to actually define what the African personality is. Um... I'll go in depth in a minute, but it pretty much consists of the ASEO, or the African Self-Extension Orientation, the ASC, the African Self-Consciousness, and melanin. Um, and I like the fact that he throws in melanin because a lot of folks, when they talk about African people, tend to throw out um the, the, the one major thing that encompasses all of us and it's the color of our skin. Um the creator didn't just do it because she was bored. There was a reason why she gave us um the color that she did. And that is that that is intimately intertwined with how we are African, how we relate to the universe, how we relate to other people and and I really like the fact that he talked about that. Um, He moves into six criteria that encompasses six critical requirements and expectations that are relative to um, the African condition and these aren't on the sheet. The first is that any relevant model dealing with the African personality has to be African-centered in nature, period. That should go without saying, but we've had century upon century of folks trying to define us using other um, criteria, so he sees that as important to list that as first. If you're talking about healing and helping African people, you should come from an African-centered base. That should go without saying. Um, Again, he reemphasizes the fact that the the model must include a biogenetic influence. It it must include our specific um, biological and genetic relationship um, with Africa, with ourselves. That also should go without saying. You are listening to a pre-recorded broadcast here at Africa's Reascension. Please check out the book that is emptying black churches nationwide. The book that has been the religion and spirituality top five bestseller for over six months and was number one for the month of January 2016 Gregorian calendar. How to Make a Negro Christian at www.lulu.com slash Kamau K-A-M-A-U 30 one Again, that's how to make a Negro Christian at lulu.com dot com slash Kamau K A M A U three zero one. After this musical selection, we will return to our program.
1: Everybody.
4: Everybody. Uh, what? Yo, come on, here I go. I don't give a damn if you with me. This shit, I'm the reverse of Jiggy, all that prettiness, running on empty, uh, only wusses need pity No, I ain't from the city, five no. minutes of fame, if you don't know my name Oh yeah, I'm that field nigga, they all fear, here's a mad salute You're like, all, all my much. truth, fuck a lawyer and the law, yes, and all it. the yes, suits I spit and I vomit, cause I come oh, like a comet. better quit it, if y'all know what y'all getting from it, uh, just forget it If you win it, that racket running it Come, come on, on, come with it, I think I'll fit it yeah. Go to war, but what the hell, I fighting for, as I saw, yeah baby I like it raw, no cigar, I ran over the pop star, with my car again and made the best damn win, here I go, 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 here I go. This side is a single, neat needles, like a Beatles needing Ringo. From the beginning, I told you how to see through the linen. Uh. All that talk, but that's the way the sidewalks in New York. I simplify, cause, cause you, you might, might be not, high. Uh. Drip shit in the pit, so what you don't like I, it? This, this is bad shit. A hip-hop trip on that aggressive tip A rap got pussy whipped Got out outside down on that turnpike uh, I knew this Philly who just wouldn't, wouldn't get it. right Cause I was aware as a square in Delaware except writing sex for sex and spandex Radio getting fucked, my labels under the table Mix D days getting overpaid for Airplane Truck shut me down like Ray what I say? Fuck your friends and make the best year win Here I go, here I go Finger pointing at the man, it is I I interrupt the program. Chuckie just be. drop
1: a and with the, the fan. PE don't give a damn about damn. Uncle Sam. It's on and on,
4: like I said before, from the hundred-meter dash on the marathon, the gifts of green, coming like a train. As you listen to the sound, it remains the same. One-on-one, and it's just begun. To get out together and get something done. To be the man, you've got to be the man. Don't so confuse me with being dumb, a bubble gum. And I'll be here as you disappear. And I'll be around amongst the crowd. Cause anything I wear is a step on down. That's how i always been. And made a back down win.
2: The third one addresses the model must address the critical indigenous conditions of African culture, with defi- which defines the nature of normal psychological functioning and behavior, independent of outside cultural influence. Um, the fourth, the fourth requirement is that the African-centered theory should explain how European cultural oppression and white supremacy domination have affected us. Um, when I look at other theories, um, especially um, the one that everybody loves to use for some reason, the cross-model of um, that totally leaves out European domination specifically dealing with us. Um, and and I would pose that... that 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 digressance model should be thrown out and, and this model should be used as far as determining um, Africanity within people. Oh, can't be.
1: Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Well, at least let me attempt to explain the the the, the core, the the ASEO and the ASC. Oh,
1: okay. Interpretation.
2: He de- he definitely won't let me get away with that.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Okay, so the, the 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 fifth requirement, it should the model should definitely deal with um, how to maintain order and how to restore order if there's some disorder there. And the sixth and final requirement is that within the model African personality, it has to have um, explicit liberation solutions, um, um, I'll just leave that at that. Now the African self-extension orientation that is um, on the sheet. Now, that's a whole big little paragraph there, but we can sum it up in one word, spirit, spirituality. Um, It's innate. It's within us. um, It's deeply rooted. Can't be weighed. Can't be um, measured. um, And and it's this spirituality that that moves us (coughs) towards transcending space and time, and gives us the ability to achieve cosmic synthesis in its optimal state. Now, the other part that I like, what he says about the African self-extension orientation, and for those of us who have read Marimba Aini, um, I would say the A S E O would probably be a close resemblance of the Asili. Um, it, it's that core, it's that matrix, it's the DNA, if you will, of the culture. And um, what Cambon says is, at the core of the ASEO we find a cumulative pool of African ancestral knowledge, will, and intent that is locked away in, in a spiritual storehouse or vault, awaiting those great liberating keys. Required to unlock and rediscover the deep well of our ancient African wisdom and spiritual pathways, um, and, and well, that would sum up the A. And I know I'm going fast, so I'm sorry about that. And there, he he gives a chart that I didn't get changed. And come everybody. And it goes over. It more expresses what the AS, ASCO and the ASC is, but that's coming up in Chapter 4, Okay, so I'm getting ahead of myself. Okay. Now, part of the African self-extension orientation is what he calls African self-consciousness. Now, African self-consciousness is the conscious manifestations of the ASCO. The ASCO is the unconscious manifestations of Africanness. The ASC is its conscious manifestations, or as he says, it's the conscious embodiment and the operationalization of the ASCO. The ASCO cannot be changed by um, social environmental forces and influences because it goes deeper than all of that, while the ASC, since it is the conscious representation, it is subject to... um, Tampering and altering with, by social environmental forces and we see that um, daily within our people. Now one good thing he also does do is he tells us oh I'm skipping over some he gives us a general model for the natural functioning of the um African and the African personality. And for those who can see it and, and I get to play with this, as we see up here is the ASEO, and that's like I said, the unconscious manifestations of African Africanism. It works in tandem with okay, I did it back It works in tandem with the African self consciousness. Both of these working together. In in normal states of existence, both of those will give you your basic traits or what he calls your Africanisms. And if we have time, we'll get into some of those Africanisms. Um, If you continue along being um, natural functioning, it should give African survival propensity, which should go forth to an African survival thrust, meaning if, if your unconscious Africanness is in line with your conscious Africanness. You should exhibit basic African behaviorisms and traits which will push you towards wanting to um, create institutions that, that um, help bolster and maintain that, which will push you forward to um, nation building and nation maintenance, and some basic characteristics, self-knowledge, oneness, harmony with nature, communalism, so forth and so on. I don't have time to get into um, melanin and melanin dominance, but he, that he says that is the biogenetic basis or the infrastructure of the African personality. It cannot just be thrown off as it's a color thing. And one thing that I do like is is he touches on the fact. and and maybe it will come up in a question so I can get deeper into it. He spends some time dealing with um, melanin African personality and mixed African people, um, people who are of African and non-African ancestry and descent. And He makes the statement that um, all melanin-dominant individuals, whether they be mixed or non-mixed, ultimately requires an affirmative African-centered approach system for optimal expression anyway. So whether you're the darkest of the dark or the lightest of the light, if you don't have an um, African-centered support system around you, you will manifest cultural misorientation regardless. Um, but like I say he does spend some time talking about that because we tend to get hung up on that, and it has been used to pers- per- purposefully hang us up. Um I'm going to zoom through Chapter 4 because the, the crux of the book is Chapter 6. And so if I get cut off, I'd at least like to get cut off in Chapter 6. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you
1: okay, yeah. so I'm to me my son I have
2: African personality structure and basic traits um. the structure of the African personality <clears throat> is is his diagram is pretty much set up as such in the middle, you see the ASEO. in the middle you see um, spirituality and melanin dominance, and you see the rays emanating out from it. Into the ASC, which is the conscious manifestations of um, of our Africanness, of African personality, and then it is double ringed, which um, protects it from, but is still included within species personality traits. He breaks he breaks African personality down into species traits, racial, cultural specific traits. Those two traits. The species level is because we're human. We got some things in common. We speak, we laugh, we walk. That's that's species level. The the, the deeper level within the ring is culturally and racially specific to for for our our discussion African people. Um, some of the African traits. Now he gives big words for them. Um, and and I'll try and it's on the sheet within chapter four. A sex symbolic imagery system that that's pretty much saying we deal we we deal a lot of our um, interactions based on feelings um, versus straight specific um, knowledge per se, and that's not bad. That's just part of our orientation. Multi dimensional perceptual orientation that. Um, elephants back off of what Laverne was saying as far as the vibes, it just didn't feel right. I may not have definitive empirical evidence why it didn't feel right. It just didn't feel right. And so that's part of our African personality. Um the whole issue of Ebonics is our specific and um purposeful, um fluid way of dealing with language and, and body movements and things like that and the the rest are on there for us to peruse. Chapter 5. This diagram sums up Chapter 5. And for 10 of y'all out there, or 11 of y'all out there, y'all have it. (laughs) This part is crucial because he lays, the chapter is called African Personality Development. He lays out by age groups. If, if the, the parenting, the community support, and the institutional support are African-centered, this is what the child at these particular ages should come out with. So this is important, so I'm, I'm going to go ahead and, and read this. Between ages one and seven, an African-centered child should have a positive, a solid positive sense of African identity, especially as compared to other children of other groups some sense of the importance of nation-building and maintenance, some sense of things that are good and not good for African people, and some sense of African cultural practices, rituals, histories, um, songs, things like that. So that is what an African-centered child should be dealing with between the ages of 1 and 7, according to this model. Between the ages of 8 and 12, they should have a stronger sense of African collective identity, some semblance of self-preservation and self-defense behaviorisms um, and a strong sense of their destiny within African nation building that's between the ages of 8 and and 12. Between 13 and 18, an African-centered child should have heightened African-centered psychological qualities. Um, They should be getting into the area of creating some type of institutional processes whether they be African-centered peer groups, programs, history study groups. Um, the like, and between 13 and 18 they should have a heightened sense of obligation and responsibility to the broader African community in nation-building maintenance and it's at this age where the child must engage in African-centered manhood and womanhood training. From 18 and and over um, that that, that mature African-centered person should have a strong sense of their collective African identity. Um, Their beingness is tied to the African community, past, present, and future, of which it is their destiny to serve, reaffirm, and defend and protect with their life, the African community. A strong commitment to increasing African cultural historical knowledge and creating institutions to preserve and perpetuate the African culture. They see their life... Role and function Intertwined with nation building And that's the center of their life priorities um, They resist Any and all things that are Anti-African that set their way They see the importance of Reordering their existence to include Rituals, African-centered Cultural celebrations um, and, and African-centeredness should be The center of um, their socialization Chapter 6 this is where we get into African personality and mental health. This is where we get into um, cultural misorientation, um, and that's on the third page. Well, I got different. That's on, Yeah, page three. This is the condition of basic, incorrect, cultural, psychological orientation in African people in which a pseudo-European self-consciousness comes to dominate the natural, African self-consciousness, other African personality. Um, cultural misorientation lies at the root and core of all African psychopathology. Now, there are other people who have who have um, talked about some of our psychosis. Um, Naeem Akbar has laid out three of them: the alien self, <coughs> which is blatant rejection blatant rejection of our natural Africanness; anti-self. You're hostile towards African things and self-destructive behaviors, um, things that you do that are self-destructive. And Brother Zebo has put forth a still incomplete but working um, African nosology of um, different um, personality disorders within the African, materialistic depression, burnout disorders, menticide and theological misorientation. The breadth of what I have put there with Chapter 6 ties into the theological misorientation of African people. It is pervasive. As Zeebo and Kambang says, that is, the, that is probably the most um, destructive area that, that, that we engage in, and the, the, the quotes that I've chose go into depth with that, and I hope, I hope that there are questions dealing with that within Chapter Six. Um, then we list major areas of cultural misorientation, um, of course, education, religion, economics. Now I didn't even plan on dealing with Chapter Seven anyway. So Chapter Eight is where he sums it all up, and he gives us. Um, some things on what we can do when, we, when we're finished with the book. Now here's some things that we can go into and do. And as you see on the last page, he talks about we need to get into um, different life cycle rituals. Um, different people have given different numbers for how many life cycle rituals there are, for recognition of conception, naming, childhood, adolescence, adulthood, middle age, elderhood, and the physical passage and transferring to um, ancestorship. We need to enact our own holy or holidays, um, and, and those are listed. Within our daily lives, we need to be dealing with libation, um, incensing, meditation, and he used the word trance, but so I do like the word altar better. And then within the resolution part, there are some other things that we definitely have to do throughout our lives annually or daily um, we need to deal with our elders every day. We need to make sure to cleanse and purge ourselves of the Europeanness, engage in spiritual healing, um, identity reclamation, of course. Um, and all I can say is hopefully that there are, are specific questions when you read through here so I can get more in-depth because I had a whole bunch of stuff to say. Um, and I'll just end On a quote by Ikwe Armand Endless our struggle must seem To those whose vision reaches only to the end of today But those with ears connected to our soul Will hear a message calling us to a better life To a life closer to our ancient way To a preparation for the best The only living way We are preparers of paths to the way that is our way and it will be our way again. No people can be spiritually, politically, or psychologically free when they worship an image of God assigned to them by another people. The new revolution in Africa that will usher in real independence will start when Africans begin to look at all aspects of their life based upon their spirituality, their culture, and their political interests. The
1: way the system of European control works is that you have to accept a concept of reality which makes them
2: superior. If you deny that, their thing will not work and they will lose their control.